Welcome to Highway Freaks, real truckers, real life. I'm Bry Guy, your road dog host, introducing my road crew from British Columbia, Canada, J-Man the Snarl, from Vancouver Island, Motorhead Mark, and Cruisin' Corinne, from Powder Springs, Georgia, Birdman Bruce, and from Swift Current, Saskatchewan, Electric Aaron, and of course, country rock singer G.M. Blacktop, produced by Calgary's Power Path. We are Highway Freaks. Yes, we are Highway Freaks, real truckers, real life. I'm Bry Guy, your road dog host, and welcome to visit number 48. And well, just like our saying, real truckers, real life, we have some of those that are out tonight. Uh, Electric Aaron is on a time-sensitive run. Um, Motorhead Mark, well, he just got home, so we'll see if he joins us in progress. Birdman Bruce, well, he's snoozing the logs because he worked late. So that leaves just us guys. We've got GM Blacktop, our country rock operator extraordinaire. And then we got the J-Man, the Snarl. He is here tonight to throw his fun and frivolity. And, of course, yours truly. So, I guess we'll talk about the crazy week that has been. Um, anybody got some good stuff to tell in the news? GM, uh, J-Man, or yours truly. So, whoever wants to go first, pre please do. And, oh, by the way, one more thing before we get going here. Uh, we are featuring GM's music tonight as well. Uh, yes, uh, we, we are certainly still uh, taking care of our house band Fist and playing their music. But tonight, for a change, we're going to listen to some GM songs. Okay, so how's your week, guys? Go ahead, Jay. Uh, it's been uh, interesting, to say the least. <laughs> um, do you care to uh, make some elaboration um, on that? Uh, yeah. Uh, I almost got robbed for my chicken. <laughs> well, we got to hear this story. You got robbed well, for chicken? No, I didn't oh. get robbed. I kind of convinced them otherwise because I'd have killed the little. <laughs> but um, okay, all right. So, so, uh, so they're not robbing you for your chicken legs. Well, no, then, right? no, no, not my legs. <laughs> the huge box of chicken I had. Well, of, you better uh, tell us the story. Go well, ahead. I was on my way to the truck. I had, I just, I just paid for it. I was coming out of church's Texas chicken. Okay. It was pretty dark. Now it's, it, it's dark. And, uh, <laughs> I, I basically get corralled by these three, like, oh man, or well, six. Oh man. They had to be like 13 if they were a day. And, uh, one of them pipes up and says, yeah, chicken. We're hungry. And I just looked at him and said, yeah, so am I. And I kept on walking. And the one turned around and said, uh, um, we're not asking. We're telling. <laughs> and I just looked at him. I said, you better be armed, kid, because I am. And they just kind of, okay, well, <laughs> they just kind of walked away, cussed me out a bit. And I just carried on back to the truck. And yes, I'm always armed. I don't go anywhere unarmed. 
Huntsville. They just backed right off. I was laughing. Hang, hang on, just... hang on. I heard you told me the story where you ripped off your belt, your pants I are did. falling down, you're hoping your pants weren't going to fall down, and you were getting, and you're, well, yeah, so you got to elaborate well, on that part. I didn't go part. into that. I'm not going to, well, because I thought I committed a felony, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for our freaks out there. You know, there, that is, okay, for your freaks, I had my, basically, I'm holding a big bag of chicken, and I'm holding my belt loop up, and I got my belt and my belt buckle wrapped around my hand, and I... <laughs> Meanwhile, and, your pants are almost going ready to fall down, so you're well, going to yeah, have one of up. those. <laughs> so anyway, I turned around. I, I turned around to the one little punk, and I said, "I'm armed. You better be." And they just kind of started back and right the hell off. They right. cussed me out big time, and I, of course, I'm trying to hold my big box of chicken. I'm trying to walk holding my pants up, and. <laughs> Every, every time I walk, my knees bang in the, the bag, right? I'm waiting for the bag to rip open and my shit fall all over the ground. Then they could have had it. But, <laughs> now you know, that's... it just pissed me right off. Well, I didn't want to now get that... into that because now I just admitted to a crime in Canada. Well, that's a picturesque moment. That's a picturesque well, moment. I'm Our always armed. There are, always. Are, are now, they're now getting that mental picture in their head could you imagine you could you imagine with your long hands smacked, it could you imagine oh. if i would have smacked one of them and they had a big dad imprint on the side of their head because <laughs> that's what my belt buckle says is dad oh okay. <laughs> now that's and it. i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it because i was in a really nice neighborhood in calvin that's that's like in a real, like I wasn't down in the in this in the scuzzy part of Calgary. I was in no. a real nice, nice area. That's why I went there. Okay. Right. How about you, GM? How was your week? I was just gonna say I can identify with what Jay was saying there because about ten years ago I had that same situation. I was in my personal car. I went to a, a confectionery. I was in Quebec, and. Uh, <laughs> This this crew of about six or seven, ten, twelve year old, thirteen year old kids, guys and girls, uh, you know you're just paying attention to what's around you because you got your radar up and you can sort of feel something going down when people start to get closer and closer and they start to kind of wrap themselves around you, like or surround you in in their own kind of way. I felt that coming and. Uh, I had to act pretty closely because I was about to get my ass handed to me by about 10, 12 year olds. So I can, yeah, I can identify uh, with that, that happening. Well, I learned a guy told me this is really, they got a real problem in Vancouver with uh, um, teenagers, apparently. Apparently, teenagers are just attacking people. And, um, a guy was a guy told me he said uh if you ever run into it he says it's it's always mixed it's it's guys and girls yeah okay he said the first thing you do is you take the girl out just drop her because what it <laughs> does um and i just kind of you don't hit girls right he says no bullshit he says it's a gang thing 
He says, and what that does is uh, the guys always, it's a natural instinct for guys um, to take care of the woman. They'll stop doing everything. And I turn around, I'm like, that's pretty freaking vicious, man. I'm not going to punch out some 12-year-old chick. I think you're going to jail for that one. You know. But yeah, it's apparently it's a huge issue in in downtown Vancouver right now. Um, some of the some of the guys are being uh, attacked by up to 12, 13 kids. Yeah, like they just nuts. swarm them. Yeah, it's just nuts. you know, like, well, yeah, well, they. What are you going to do to them? Young offenders act. Nothing you can do to them. I think I've got the answer to this kind of shit. If that ever happens to me again, I'm just going to identify as a machine gun and i'm going to tell them that i identify as a machine gun unless y'all want to get shot you better get out of here off yeah it's 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 getting really bad all over it really is you know yeah and of course of course uh my my uh vicious attack pit bull was sleeping yeah 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 don't come and help dad no 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 dad's okay Dad can take care of himself. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'll go crazy. out later and get the chicken. Oh, I didn't tell you. Zephyr got... <laughs> oh, man, you should have seen Zephyr's face this morning. She had a lopsided face. Her whole side of her face was swollen. Oh. I warned wow, her. Happened? She ate a, tried to eat a bee. Oh, nice. And it and it stung her on the on the inside of her lip, and it just oh, swelled no. right up. And oh no! I told her to leave the goddamn thing alone, and Jeez. she's eating at it and chasing it around, and I'm like, leave it alone, leave it alone. I'm trying to get it so that it flies out the window, and she chomped it, let out this yelp. And spit it out. Yeah. They are. So we're going to take a break. And GM, I'm going to let you introduce your first song on Highway Freaks. Well, I think this song is called Diesel Kind of Guy. And I think we're all kind of diesel kind of guys. Uh, it's a song about uh, being a you know, dollar short and a day late and wound up tighter than you want to be. So anyway, um, yeah, diesel kind of guy.
kind of guy um enjoyed writing that song it's very true to uh, the trucking industry and uh kind of talks about in the song about uh you know kind of being up for the up for the challenge of getting her done you know so anyway it's kind of a rocky song um i guess my topic uh, tonight is going to be a program called harp h-a-a-r-p and what that is, is a, a program that's uh, owned by the U.S. Air Force up in Alaska. And it basically works off an old Tesla theory uh, of using sound waves to bounce off the ionosphere, which is the furthest atmosphere from Earth. Uh, and it does things like change the weather and you can do all sorts of create earthquakes and um, all sorts of different uh, things uh, done by, you know, these sound waves bouncing off the ionosphere. So it's kind of scary in one way. I think the idea that what the military is liking about it is that they could, for example, if they were invading place, some place in, uh, in uh, the Middle East or something, they could create a sandstorm before they did or a snowstorm or, or a windstorm or, you know, heavy rain or whatever they could do to, you know, demobilize the, or immobilize the, uh, the forces on the ground before they invade. So it's kind of scary. People have YouTube videos of different lights in the sky and different things occurring, birds falling out of the, the, the atmosphere, uh, dead fish out in a thousand or two thousand dead fish all of a sudden showing up. I believe all of these things are, 
are this this harp unit uh, doing tests and whatnot to see how their uh, unit is working against certain conditions and and seeing if they can make the the weather change. I believe that that's what it's all about. But it is definitely uh, uh, something that Tesla um, concepted, and then a guy named I think his name was Robert Eastman. He was the one that had the patents on it. And ended up selling it to the U.S. Air Force, and then they now use it. And um, other countries have it, like China has one, and I, several other countries do. So I think it's pretty unsettling that they can do that. And every time I hear about all this storm, weird storms and weird things going on, I always think of HARP, and I always think that, uh, um, not that I'm always a conspiracy theorist, but it just seems like this thing is not for good purpose <laughs> so it's kind of scary that they can have that kind of an impact on uh, the environment what do you think bry it is frightening no yourself. no 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 i i'm i uh anything that's connected with china i just shake my head i really do i don't know why we associate with this country okay i don't want to get political here but uh I just see everything made in China these days, and it just drives me batty. Because when you get it in the mail, it's crap. Well, if you go back, if you go back to the uh, to World War II, okay, we fought with the Chinese to save them from basically from Japan because Japan was killing them, and then what do they do is they go they in the 50s they be or the late 40s they became a communist country and stabbed everybody in the back so why would you deal with them well the thing is is that there's this it's it's all it's you know what i'm what i'm learning about this bloody world is that uh, you know it doesn't matter what political party it's it's all about human nature these guys with the power it's a, it's almost like a sickness. They uh, yes, it really is. It, it it's they they have to trade any good moral of being kind or being real or being you know decent, and they have to trade it in for how badly they can you know kind of take advantage of any situation, any given situation that they're in. And when it comes to the Chinese or the Russians or Iran or any of these guys. It's all about the money, and uh, I've been watching this show, this series on TV this week. Uh, it was called Lioness. It was quite good. I, I recommend it. And it talks about these these undercover ops that that they're you know to assassinate bad dudes, you know, terrorists and that kind of thing. And it gets to the point when once it does hit the war room at the White House. Everybody's conflicted as to what to do. Well, he's on the top of the list, so the, the 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 plant is in there to kill him. Well, wait a minute, we don't know if we should kill him yet. Uh, wait a minute. Meanwhile, they got a plant in there who's about to die if if they decide not to kill it because they've already been their cover's been blown. So my point I'm making is that they don't care about what they do. They have no conscience, and that that's the thing that bothers me about all of these leaders. Well, I agree, but. When you have um, a place like Walmart, or as uh, a lot of them are now calling it China Mart, and they're importing their fish from China, right? 
I mean, it's, it's one thing to have, you know, shoes made in China. It's one thing to have, you know, dog food coming from China. But it's really quite crazy when you've got fish that's now being imported from China. Don't you think, guys? The funny thing about that is that fish that you're buying from China was probably caught in Alaska or BC. <laughs> so how did, yeah. it, um, how did it end they up ship in China? It. They ship it. They ship it. They flash freeze it and ship it to China. And then China sells it back to us. That makes all the sense in the world, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, you know what a gooey like... duck is. You know, do you know what a gooey duck is, don't you? No. Those really okay, they're a they're a huge horse clam. Okay. Huge clam. And uh -huh. anyway, we catch them. I used to haul these damn things. Um, we catch them. You have to, they use divers to catch these things to harvest them. Right. They, they put them on a plane and they fly them to China. <laughs> and then China sells them back to us. So that's like GM selling you a used Cadillac. Okay. He sells it to, to you, Jay. Okay. Yeah. And then you buy it. And then you sell it to me. <laughs> okay, look at our logging industry. We ship raw logs to China and Japan. They mill them and then sell it back to us. Crazy. It's going on for years. Well, that's yeah. how stupid our government is. They keep making these asinine deals. Yep. Nothing could be, no, nothing well, could okay. be stupider than... Nothing could be stupider than shutting down the pipeline so that we're reliant on Russia and Saudis again. That was the stupidest thing I think anybody could have ever yeah, done. Yeah, but that's I, I that's so that the government that's so that the 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 scumbag politicians in our country can get their little kickback. That's what that's all about. Yep, yep. Right. It's all about their right. little kickback. I mean, like I said before, a guy goes in as a politician for a hundred hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year in four years he's got twenty million dollars. Explain that one to me. Yeah. I know. Well, that's just what I was just saying a few minutes ago, is that I I just can't believe how with human nature power corrupts people. It just it just bothers the shit out of me. You know, and yeah, but then what the part that bothers me is then they lecture lecture us. Yeah. On 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 morality. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it, it it's like the uh, calling a politician honorable. I mean, that's absolutely asinine. There ain't nothing honorable about them. And it's been yeah. going on I think, since the beginning of mankind, probably. Okay, so. Jay, we want to get you on your topic because I know you have been dying to talk about it. Yes. I'm really quite intrigued to hear the history of uh, this particular city. So I'm going to let you have at her. Very famous city. Um, but it didn't start off as a famous city. It started off as Fort Mann. Now, Fort Mann was, was built in Kansas in the 1850s on the Santa Fe Trail. 
and it was built by settlers of all of all things and it was only there for a year and the cheyenne basically the cheyenne indians came in butchered everybody burnt it down well then the army moved in and again the cheyenne came in butchered everybody and burnt it down so it laid dormant until 18 1870 it was moved and it was built as fort dodge and it was built on the santa fe trail and the arkansas river now cattle was just becoming a big thing in 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 our texas longhorn cattle was just starting to become a big thing in kansas now what had happened is there's a there is or was a tick and it caused a lot of disease so they kept moving the cattle westward and lo and behold a man built i can't remember the guy's name but he was a cattleman and he built a sod hut and within two years it became called dodge city kansas in two years between 1870 and 18, 1872, when Dodge City was a, a officially, um, officially, uh, oh, what do they call that word? Uh, became a city. You know, when they make it make us a, a town a city. Well, within those two years, there was something like 38 bars, uh, four hotels, uh, daily gunfights. And the term, get out of Dodge, uh, you've heard the term, got to get out of Dodge. That was because the marshals were either shot or they were forced to get out of Dodge. And the mayor of Dodge City got tired of the violence. So he contacted a not very famous but would become famous Wyatt Earp and Wyatt Earp with Bat Matters Masterson or and they were brought in at a whopping $250 a month to clean up Dodge and they never really quite did it um they toned it down but the cattle between the cattlemen, the railroadmen, and the buffalo hunters, it was just a free for all. And they slowed the violence down, but there was still up until 1880, there were gone, they went from weekly gunfights to uh, they slowed it down to about once a month. You know, one cowboy would shoot a buffalo hunter or a buffalo hunter would stab, stab a cowboy. But some interesting terms came out of uh, Dodge City uh, that we do use today. And there's a fight over one between Dodge City and Amsterdam. Now, the term is red light district. Now, the, the phrase red light district 
was coined in 1874 in Dodge City. And what that was from was from the, the railroadmen carrying their red lanterns and leaving their red lanterns outside of the brothels so that when it, if they needed to be called for, to go back to work, they knew the the railroad guys knew where they these uh, flagmen were. And there's kind of a fight between Amsterdam. Amsterdam's claiming that they coined it. Dodge City says that they did. And I don't know. Dodge City can produce records. <laughs> Amsterdam can't. So I'll give it to Dodge City. And another one was Stinker. Term Stinker was coined in Dodge City. And what a Stinker was, was either a cowboy <laughs> from, you know, they always smelt like cow shit, or it was a, a Stinker was the Buffalo Hunters. The reason the buffalo hunters is because they always smelt like guts, dead buffalo. Like, I mean, they, if you could just imagine. And second to the cattle industry was the buffalo hides. Hides have been no, in Dodge City were known to be 20, stacked 20, 30 feet high and would go all down the streets of Front Street which is very famous uh, where the long branch and, you know, Matt Dillon was always on front street. And that's where the terms came from. And then the movies, countless movies were made around Dodge city. We had gun smoke. Um, Dodge city was always talked about in fifties, uh, the serials, uh, John Wayne movies, Westerns of the Day. Uh, there's uh, Jimmy Stewart. He was in a radio program called The Six Shooter, and he was always talking about Dodge City. Um, and even to this day, um, it's a major tourist attraction. I just drove through it. And then, like I was telling Bry Guy, I want to be buried at Boot Hill. The closest comparison to Dodge City, Kansas in 1872 is today's Chicago. And even that, Dodge City made that look like a, look like a Sunday social. Dodge City was 10 times more violent than Chicago is today. Why was that? Just lack of leadership or what? There, it was, there, well, until they brought, well, they couldn't keep, the 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 sheriffs and the marshals alive they kept ended up getting killed like the life expectancy of a marshal in dodge city in 1870 or 1871 was 15 minutes that so was his life expectancy because of the of the outlaws and the cattle guys the cowboys they were lawless it was a lawless town um and it went on like that for years until Wyatt Earp was brought in. And he slowed it down 
but he didn't really didn't really stop it. It wouldn't stop until about until uh, the cattle industry collapsed and the buffalo industry collapsed. Um, by 1880, the buffalo were gone, and cattle was being shipped by rail in southern ports because they didn't need to drive cattle all the way from Texas to Dodge City anymore because now there was railroads in in Oklahoma and you know closer you know the closer places they didn't need to so basically the industries kind of collapsed okay now let me put my two cents in with Put Jay your and wanting his <laughs> wanting his body taken to Dodge City, Kansas. Let me kind of enlighten you, you on I this. Already, I already told Let, you, just get a glad garbage bag, cut me to fit, carry me down. I'm not going to be coming back to. Do you uh, do you remember Lonesome Dove, the show Lonesome Dove GM? Yep. Okay. Do you remember when you know Tommy Lee Jones? Uh, you know, in the movie, he had to haul uh, Robert Duvall's body around to put him back in the ground. Well, this crazy son of a bitch, okay, he wants this garbage bag put on my top bunk, and then I got to haul that thing all the way to Dodge City, Kansas. And I said, no way. We're going to stick you in a box, a little tiny little box, and then we'll haul you to Dodge City, Kansas. We'll get out our garden spade. We'll dig the goddamn hole, and then we'll stick you in it. That's how we're going to do it. He wanted me to stick a garbage bag with his rancid carcass up on my damn bunk and haul it around like it's a piece of furniture. Well, I think that if you got pulled over by the cops, they'd probably nail you for murder, wouldn't they? But yeah, well, this is Jay's idea, right? You know, he deeply bent and not quite thought well of. So I totally changed it and edited the whole process. And that's what we're going to do. So um, I don't mind last wishes. No, that's cool. Okay, I got I got my mom when she goes, I got to put her, her ashes in the Bow River. And that's fine. You know, I've got lots of death wishes from different people that want me to do things. But Jay's was a little extreme. So I, I decided to, uh, you know, cut it down a bit. So very interesting uh, topic, Jay. Okay. When we come back, we've got another GM Blacktop song. And actually, it's called Blacktop Made Me This Way on Highway Freaks. Blacktop made me this way I'm the Blacktop 
some time uh for the longest time gm and i'm sure you've gone over that godforsaken ambassador bridge i know jay has and uh we are just all completely elated to actually say that there is going to be a new international bridge built and it's going to be in 2025 we'll be able to cross that it's called the gordy howe international bridge and it was actually known during development as the Detroit River International Crossing or the New International Trade Crossing. Now, let's go into this. Um, the Cable State International Bridge across the Detroit River is currently under construction as we speak. Um, the crossing will connect Detroit and Windsor by linking I-75 in Michigan with Highway 401 in Ontario through the Right Honourable Herb Gray Parkway on the extension off the 401 Highway. The bridge will provide unstoppable freeway traffic from as opposed to the current configuration with the old decrepit Ambassador Bridge and its uh, wonderful traffic going through Windsor. Okay, it connects only streets on the Ontario side, this bridge. And it's named after, of course, former Canadian hockey great, icon, Gordy uh, Howe. He played 25 years with the Detroit Red Wings. And it promises uh, to be uh, quite the bridge named after this guy. And by the way, Gordy then previously had played for the Hart Hartford Whalers of the now defunct 
World Hockey League. Um, unfortunately, Hal passed away two years before construction began. Um, it was thought that he would, you know, live long enough to see the bridge, but unfortunately, uh, his days were numbered. Uh, the, it was first proposed in the early 2000s. And it was met with prominent opposition by the ambassador sleazeball that we call Manuel Matty Maroon. And if you recall, back in the third or fourth podcast of Highway Freaks, I actually did a story on the ambassador bridge and the sleazeball known as Matty Maroon. And I'll keep calling him a sleazeball, even though he's dead, may he rot, um, his family still are the ones that are profiting from the bridge to this very day. But Manny believed a publicly owned bridge would reduce his $100,000 a day bridge revenue. Oh, poor him. A Canadian federal crown corporation, the Windsor Detroit Bridge Authority, was established in 2012 to coordinate the bridge's construction and management. The sleazeball geezer, Maroon, alleged that the crossing agreement was illegal and that the ambassador bridge had exclusivity rights. Can you believe it? He actually thought he owned the whole area of the bridge. So despite this um, basically uh, ruckus that he caused, uh, this dickhead's numerous lawsuits abounded. And guess what? All of them were denied. And the bridging um, consortium was selected in July 2018 to design build, operate, and maintain this amazing bridge construction, which began in that month as well. The CA uh, uh, consortium uh, costs of construction will be funded by, now this is the one that really gets me, the Canadian federal government paying for the bridge. Uh, and they're paying it, basically going to pay it for what they say is by bridge tolls. So yes, it's going to be a toll bridge, of course. The construction is expected to be completed in 2025. It's estimated the new Gordie Howe Bridge will now generate $70.4 million in toll revenues in its first year of operation. However, now this is the weird part, no tolls will be charged on the U.S. side. Uh, under the governor, Rick Snyder, the former Michigan governor and GM, you probably know that name, he had agreed that they'll only do that if they can do the construction of I-75 and the ramps and, and whatnot. The crossing agreement includes community benefits for residents on both sides of the Detroit River, including improvements to local neighborhoods affected by bridge construction. Also, home assessments would actually greatly increase for land and homeowners. In other words, everybody's going to profit from that bridge because their homes will go up in price because everybody will want to own a house uh, around that point because uh, it will make accessibility for getting to and from across the river if you've got jobs across the, the uh, border. In March 2022, legs of the Gordie Howe Bridge on both sides of the Detroit River had been completed with road deck construction starting very shortly. By November 2022, over 490 feet of the bridge's towers had been constructed. By May of 2023, the cables to hold up the future bridge deck uh, were actually starting to be installed. And in August of 2023, the US bridge uh, tower reached its finalized uh, point of 720 feet with the Canadian bridge uh, towers to be completed a few weeks later. 
So this bridge is still under construction, but they're saying that it's going to greatly uh, increase uh, traffic and it's desperately needed. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever had any weird experiences on that bridge. Uh, I invite GM or Jay to tell me, you know, maybe they had some weird experiences or scary experiences on that bridge. I know um, I've had numerous, but the one that comes to my mind is about six months ago when I was, uh, they had the construction going and they had the trucks just flying coming to the Windsor side. I'm on my way to the U.S. side and my mirror was inches away from being clipped. Now, on the other side, I was asking the border guard, I said, uh, does anybody ever get those mirrors clipped? And he said, oh, yeah. He said, lots of times. He said, guys show up at the, at the uh, booth here and their mirror is gone, you know, or, or damage has already been done. So it's happened many times. Have you had any experiences, GM, on that bridge? Uh, no, other than um, just... I, I just can't believe how narrow they make the lane sometimes, you know, uh, just um, um, unbelievable, really. But no, n never really bad experiences, other than it's way too expensive. To go across that Ambassador Bridge right now with a big truck two ways is over 100 bucks. And, and you have to pay that out of your pocket? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I know they used to do that. And then, of course, we've got the bridge transponders. But here's the funny thing. Rarely do they even ask you about it. They ju you just cross, and you know they they generally used to ask, "Hey, do you have the transponder and whatnot?" But uh, they don't even. And the company that I work for, um, they they have these. Uh, well, they're like temporary permits uh, to cross the bridge, and they send them to you every month, and and uh, that's how we get to cross the bridges. So, can do you think way back when they built that bridge that they planned? for all those trucks to sit on that bridge with all that weight. I honestly truly believe it's not a question of if that bridge is gonna collapse. It's a question of when that bridge is gonna collapse. And if it does, there's gonna be thousands of people dead instantaneously. Cause you fall down that bridge, hell the, the fall will kill you. It's not hitting the bottom. The fall will just, you'll, you'll have a heart attack just from the fall. Jay, you, said, you had something to say? Did you hear me? Can you hear no, me? No, we did not. No, now we oh, do. Okay. No, the, the 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 fall wouldn't give you a heart attack. It's not far enough. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. It's a, it's a scientific fact. It's a scientific fact. Um, well, you're not you're not going to live. Oh no, the the impact would kill you. Right. The impact. Okay. You know, but um, well, let's just put it this way. Um, during the horrible 9-11, uh, those people jumping off the building. Right. They didn't die till they hit the ground. It wasn't far enough for the heart to explode. Jeez. Yeah. Yes. Well, so uh, anyway, it's anyway, getting back to that stupid stinking pile of crap bridge. Um, do you remember when you could actually see through the deck from the whole yes. deck? Yes, that was scary as crap. You, oh you're yeah, stuck, you're you're driving slow, and oh, you're, yeah. you're stuck in, on the damn bridge because you got trucks to trucks, and you're looking down, and there's a big oh, yeah. hole, and you can see the freaking water. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, that was that and was I, unnerving. I hated going over that thing. Hated it. You know, 
And then they had the audacity to charge him. That's the thing yeah. that used to make me mad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm looking through the bridge and, you know, and you at the other end, you're asking me for money <laughs> for, for that for that privilege. You know, it's out. It's always under construction. I, 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 I like I've never seen it not. And here's something else. You remember those booths that are at the other side? They're empty there. I don't know if you guys have seen them on the one side there. Yeah. Yeah. You know the story about I, that? No. Well, okay. They they basically built them, right? And they didn't have the proper permits, right? And apparently, they'll never be able to get the permits. It's a completely wasted space. And when you look at it, I mean, I can't see why it's so simple to just just get the permits, right? But there's some sort of red tape going on. And they built they built those way before the fact that they should have had the permits in place to do all that. But no, they didn't. And um, they're there forever. And there's, they'll never get used. But what a complete waste of space. It really is. Well, uh, they the do things bass backwards. Well, the family that owns that bridge, they're out of Calgary, I believe. The Maroons. Not really. Yeah. Well, they are so arrogant very um they probably like i don't know if it's true if it's a fact or not i'm just guessing but it sounds to me like they are the kind of people that would have just built it anyway screw you we're gonna do it and then the government said uh-uh that's my my feeling on it because they are arrogant um the nice thing is, is they're not going to be making any money anymore. Uh, no, because actually, you and I are already getting our front row seats ready. Oh, um, you're damn right. I want to walk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna applaud when they blow that thing up. Oh my gosh, you and I, you and I will be dancing. <laughs> you know, I think, I think we should. I think every year we should have a a holiday after they blow that bloody thing up. Be a oh, national day off. Gonna be, I got to be there. I have to be there. Oh, so do I. So you know. do I. Yeah. I've never driven over such a monster, monstrous bridge in my life. Oh, it, it reminds me. It, it reminds me of a decrepit suspension bridge. You know, the suspension bridges you walk across. It, right. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of an old decrepit waiting to fall down, boards missing, suspension bridge. I'm not going to miss it. No, no, me either. You know, so, you know, no, I, I agree and, 100%. You know, yeah. and I hope that's, I hope that stinking family starves to death. I really do. They are just an arrogant group. Um, they they won't. I, they, they've got so many. I, I know they won't. I know they won't. No. But I mean, I it, nothing would make me happier to hear that the bastards of the whole family had to shave their legs and stand on a street corner to eat. I would just. Yeah. It wouldn't break my heart. Yeah, well, I agree. Yeah. So none of us have any love for that bridge. So, uh, and if you freaks out there have any stories uh, of that bridge that your truck drivers, uh, oh, yeah. please, 
we want to hear those stories. You know, send Absolutely. it into you know road crew two thousand twenty two at gmail dot com. That's the T H E road crew two thousand twenty two at gmail dot com. When we come back, we're gonna have another GM song, and I think this one is the real McCoy. That's right. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and can you tell us a little bit about that GM before we go into it? Yeah, the real McCoy uh, song I wrote. Uh, it's just kind of about, about you know the the realities of you know being a person who's got to be able to be comfortable with himself and the real per- the real the real you as opposed to you know hiding. I mentioned in the song you know hide behind hiding behind a wallet or you know this kind of thing. It's it's it deals with just being the real you dealing with life. All right. Okay. So. Here it is on Highway Freaks. I was born the son of a preacher man. I learned a good book in school. Mama taught me about love and manners. Elvis taught me to be cool. Well, it didn't take long till my hair got long. That's risky for a minister's boy. It may not like the way I look, my buddy, I'm the real McCoy. I spent 12 years in a semi truck, hauling ass up and down the road. I learned the ways of a gypsy man. I got whipped and stripped and bowed. You just can't touch it burns from the soul inside You can't hide behind a wallet Or what you want to call it It's sitting there in his eyes Show nuts Now I took some pain for my crazy ways I burned a few bridges too And I've turned my back on fools I've been drugged through mud Spit out blood Fought when I've had no choice It may not like the way I've been My buddy, I'm the real McCoy There's something about a man That you just can't touch It burns from the soul inside You can't hide behind a wallet Or what you want to call it You're sitting there in his eyes
when we come back, we are going to talk about memory lane, the way things were. Now, I'm dating myself because I'm 59 years old. How old are you, GM? Uh, 23. Yeah, right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I, I always celebrate. You? I always sell. I always celebrate my anniversary and, and I keep myself in around the late 40s. Oh, come on. I need your age. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Uh, sure, I do. What are you, some sort of a age cop? Yeah, I'm an age cop. <laughs> <laughs> I always celebrate, as as I say, I celebrate my anniversary of my late 40s every year. Okay. All right. So we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, Jay and I, we were talking about uh, growing up in the 1960s, uh, you know, because I was born in 64. I can admit that. Okay. Um, some of us won't mention our age, but anyway, that's fine. Um you know what they say, you're you're only young in heart and, and old in mind. So, right, Jay? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, we want to go down memory lane. Some of the things that we grew up with, and I know one of the things that were really, it got my goat, I, start, I was talking to Jay about it today, was those damn recorders. I want to go oh, with yeah. those first. <laughs> you know, because I, I want to just share my story. I want to share my story first. I am not musically inclined. I can't sing. I can't play an instrument. And can you imagine a very young bright guy sitting in grade nine and he's got this damn recorder and he's trying to figure it out. And we had this teacher, Mrs. Geimer. I'll never forget this sadistic woman as long as I live. Um, she would literally come around you and she'd go, okay, Brian, play the recorder. And you go, she go higher and she start pulling the back of your hair right higher higher <laughs> and she go higher and she keep pulling your hair and this is why i have such a hate for the recorder because i lost a lot of hair in that damn music class now i don't know about you gm you are musically inclined and you had that damn recorder and what do you what was your opinions on it I think most of those recorders, because nobody could play them, ended up being uh, uh, sexual aids. <laughs> Come on. Jeez. I don't think so. Oh. I'm pretty sure. I, I did a survey once with all, my, all the girls in the school, and about 30, 40% of them said, oh, yeah, for sure. That's what we use it for. <laughs> well, I'm oh, actually no. thankful. I'm thankful for the recorder. If it wasn't, can you can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Because if it wasn't for the recorder, I would never have been able to figure out how to drive a truck. There you go. I pushed you the truck and did it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just but imagine. I mean, we we would have never, ever got man on the moon. And, and you know what? We didn't, I, if all, we didn't all have the rock bands that I've seen, not <laughs> one band, not one band has, I've, I've never seen anybody sitting on stage playing that goddamn <laughs> instrument. No, but for my dad, 
I was sort of exempt. I was sort of exempt from uh, uh, bringing the recorder home because my dad went fruitcake on the teacher and told him he had to. Because I had my brothers and sisters before me, and my I came home with this stupid bloody thing, and my dad went nuts. And he went down to the school and he told the te- the, the the music teacher, um, very colorful language too. A lot of F's and U's and stupid bitch. And um, he said that you want my kid to learn that stupid thing? Fine, I'll drop her, him off at your house every day. You can play it in your house because he ain't playing it in mine. So I never really had to bring it home. I only had to learn it at school. Here, here's another thing that, you know, a lot of our, you know, teenagers and, and uh, you know, they're, you know, millenniums and uh, whatever you want to call them now. Um, uh, anyway, they never had a paper route. Do you remember the paper route? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, where you, you had to, you know, get... You you get up in the morning really early, like you had to be up like five in the morning, get those damn papers, and they were heavy. Holy shit, they were heavy. Um, you know, you were probably you know probably had about a hundred papers that were sitting oh, yeah. you know on on the side of your your bike, or in my case, I would have a wagon, right? One of those wagons because they were just so damn heavy. And you literally would grab a paper and you'd go up to the door and you'd either stick it in the, the door, uh, like in the, the door latch right around that part, or you'd put it, you just drop it on, on the front of the step. And you would do that every Saturday because your paper route wasn't every day. Thank God it was a weekly thing. But you would do that every Saturday and then you'd have to do collections. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to get a measly two dollars a week which i think amounted to like five eight bucks a month off of some redneck that would come to the door in his underwear scratching his nuts and say i don't have the money come back next week <laughs> and you go oh okay mr johnson no problem i'll be back later you know or you either play the heavy like Okay, I know you got the eight bucks. You got a case of beer sitting in the back there. Oh, yeah. you know, get it up right now, man. I, I want it. <laughs> right. You know, how are you, GM? Do you remember the paper route and some of the shit you had to deal with? I do. It was it was not fun. It was not, and you'd have to do it in all kinds of weather. And the worst ones were the winter and the rain. It sucked when it rained because those damn. You had to put them in bags and and you'd have to take them up to the door, right? Because the company would request you to put them in little baggies. Did you guys have that, th- those issues or did you just throw them, throw them up and the hell with it? I don't remember putting any in, in bags. I think I just kind of threw them at the front door. Okay. All right. Any Any wonderful experiences when you did the collections? Um, I just kind of remember it being, it, it just was a confirmation to me that the the poor class of humans are really, really desperate people. Yeah, true enough. True enough. I mean, you get the odd nice, you know, grandma that would give you big cookies, you know. Um, but you remember you had to clip, you had to clip the card 
It was a card and you had to clip yeah. it with a, a, a paper punch, right? You always had yeah. to bring the paper punch with you, right? And um, you'd always get your collections done. And, you know, sometimes they'd give you checks. Yes, we, we, we had checks in those days. And um, then they'd bounce. And then you'd have to go back. And you said, uh, well, I've got a bounce check for $8 here. Do you want to, you know, and you'd have to pay the, you'd have to, you know, charge them NSF and stuff. I remember this so clearly, like it was yesterday. So, um, yes, the good old paper route. And now I don't even know if there is paper routes for newspapers, because I, I don't think really many of them exist with the the Internet. I, I haven't ever heard of uh, the paper boy or paper girl. I think that's kind of a thing of the past. So I um, thought I'd bring that one up. Now, I'm going to ask you guys some sayings from the 1960s and let's see if you Jay or you GM can tell me what it is. Okay. All right. So here's the first one. Give me some skin, brother. What's that mean? Just give me a slap your hand. Shake hands, shake hands. All right. Okay. What about this one? Lay it on me. What does that mean? Same thing. Same thing. Tell me what you want. Okay. All right. This one's easy. Out of sight. Out of sight. What does that mean? It means amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Spectacular. Okay. This one might be a tough one. Maybe GM, you might think of this one, but you know, be, being musically inclined, but it's not what you think. Let's jam. It means let's go. What's that? Let's get out of here. Yeah, leaving a place. That's right. Okay. How about if you said, hey, let's hang loose? It means you're supposed to take off your fruit of the looms and let every, your junk hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. Oh. Okay. okay. And here's the last one. Okay. Going steady. If you're going steady. No, you're only with one woman or one or one boy. It's it's solid. Yeah, you're dating exactly. Okay, and in the '60s, men and women, what they were wearing for fashion, the most popular for women were mini skirts, mini dresses, go-go boots, textured stockings, hair bows, and pale lipstick was was in. Uh, not the bright red lipstick. Guys were wearing, and I remember this because I freaking hated these things, striped sweaters. Um, they had light, uh, light-colored suits, uh, uncuffed trousers, and here's, of course, the one that everybody was putting on, the tight jeans. I remember the tight jeans. Um, they were so tight, man. When you sat down, you were lucky if you weren't splitting your crotch. It was, it, was, it was that bad, right? So I think we lost Jay. No, I'm here. How are you? Okay. Yeah, you I'm just your... listening. I'm I'm listening patiently. I'm not from You're the a... '60s, man. I'm not as old, I'm not as old as you, bastard. You're from the '70s, right? Yeah. Have trouble dealing with okay. 70s and 60s. I'm I was actually I'm from the 90s. You're from the 90s. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't believe this. I do I, not I, believe I grew, this. I grew up I grew up listening to Duran Duran. Okay. <laughs> Hungry like the wolf. 
Yeah. Right. Okay. So, um, all right. Okay. Let's get back to this. Duran Duran. Okay. So let's let's look at the cost of living in 1964. How much do you think a house cost? Anybody guess? A house? A new house. What could you buy what? a new house for in 1964? $60,000. Probably, probably about, probably about uh, $7,000. $13,050. Okay. $13,050. Wow. Yeah. What do you think the average income per year, okay, was for a person per year? Twenty thousand. Well, you're oh, close. What in the in the in the in the in the sixties? Uh, in nineteen sixty-four, yeah. I I'd say about fifteen thousand. Six thousand eighty dollars. Okay. Oh. Um, oh. Okay. Now, if you were to buy a new car right off the showroom floor, what do you think you were looking for in nineteen sixty-four? Four grand. Brand new car. Yeah, you're very close. $3,495. Okay. The average rent for an apartment? Oh, this is this is shocking. How much do you think this was? 100 bucks. $115 per month. Okay. And if you uh, were sending your kids to Harvard, okay, at that time per year in 1964, what do you think you paid? $227,000 a year. No, $1,520 per year, okay? And if you went to the movies, how much did a movie ticket cost you to see a movie? I say 50 cents. A dollar 25, okay? How much was uh, gasoline per gallon back in 64? 50 cents. No idea, no idea. 29 cents per gallon. And a U.S. postage stamp to, to mail letter. How much did it cost? Two, two cents. Five cents. Five, Five cents. cents. Five cents. Okay, what about a gallon of milk? A buck. A buck six. Yep. Coffee per pound? A buck. 85 cents. Bacon per pound? A buck. 69 cents per pound. And eggs, how much? Now, this is... I just priced eggs recently. I could not believe eggs were six, seven dollars a dozen. Do you know what they were in '64? Twenty-nine cents. Thirty-four cents per dozen. Okay, and you could get Holy fresh shit. ground hamburger at forty cents per pound, and you could go get a bread, a loaf of bread for twenty-one cents. Wow, eh? So. That just give, it kind of gives you an idea of what prices were back then. So, any more memory lane things that you guys grew up with that you uh, you want to mention? How much was a box of three pack condoms? <laughs> I, don't I, I don't have that pricing. Oh. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Maybe ten cents, probably. That'd be my guess. So, um, any other things in, that you're in the house in your household that uh, you remember? Okay. Do you remember the idiot mittens? I remember those. That's those those two mittens that were connected. I don't know why they were connected. I have no idea why they connected them. Like, was I it do. just in case? Please enlighten me. They would do. You put your one mitten on. You run the other one up the sleeve of your jacket. 
behind your neck and down the other sleeve, and the idea was that you never lose your mittens. Oh, okay. All right. I, I never wore them that way. So I, I wore them like I handcuffs. <laughs> so I wore them I, like I, handcuffs. I, I, I had a I had a grandmother who was a crazy bastard, and she made me wear them all the time like that. <laughs> Here's another one. Do you remember the shiny leggings? Do you remember wearing those? Shiny leggings. Yeah, they were they were like okay, like in the winter, they were like snow pants, right? And I remember these really well because everybody else, you know, it was like spring thaw. And my brother and I were going to school, and our mother made us wear those idiot leggings. And they, you know, they would remember that they had that weird sound to them, like when you walked. It's it, they were just the dumbest things. So what we would do is when um, you know we get down to the the end of the block, we'd uh, rip those things off, we'd stick them in our backpacks, and then we you know truck off to school. And then when we came back, uh, we had to be wearing our leggings because our mom, you know, would give a shit if we didn't. And we had to put them back on. And, you know, hi, mom. Yeah, you know. And, uh, yeah, they were the most stupidest things. And they made the weirdest sounding. And, man, were they hot. If the sun came out, you're, you, everything would be perspiring underneath. It was not a pretty picture. So, yeah, the idiot leggings. I always knew them as snow pants, and they were very, very common when I grew up. Were they? So, oh, yeah. and they made that those wonderful noises. Yeah, kind of like, kind of like a skidoo suit, but they were like pants, and you know, they they uh, were attached by, I think it was suspenders. Do you remember suspenders? Yeah, they were. They were. They were the same. They were the same as a as a as a Carhartt overall sort of sort of a look but they were the you know pl right quilted uh, quilted pants right 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 okay so how about snacks remember remember going to the store and getting chips and whatnot i remember yeah. i remember getting plain chips and I would, uh, you know, my my aunts, I, my aunts were taking care of me at the time, and I was just a little tyke. And I remember getting these plain chips, and they would uh, put the chips in a bowl, and then they take vinegar and salt, and they just soak those things till they were drenched. They were they were really good in the top part of the bowl, but once you got down to the bottom bowl part of the bowl, they were just nasty, mushy, gooey stuff. And that's that was uh, homemade salt and vinegar chips. Did you ever do anything like that, GM? No. No, no homemade remedies for food, snacks. Um, homemade remedies for food. Uh, do you do you remember? Do you remember? Oh, here's one. What what was the one where you put it in your mouth? Oh, the um, jawbreakers. Jawbreakers. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, you'd stick this giant thing in your mouth, it's it's and it would like literally stick outside of your jaw, literally, and as you sucked on it, it would turn different colors. And in the very, you'd have to suck it and suck it until at the very end you had a little piece of gum that was stuck yep. in the in. It would take and it was three a, hours. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a nasty piece of gum when you think about it. It really wasn't worth. Going all that way to suck on a jawbreaker. Um, and oh, no, another one. 
How about those giant pixie sticks when you used to unload about five pounds of sugar directly into your body through a pixie stick? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. And they had the they had the the candy cane colors uh, on the side, like there'd be green stripes and red stripes, and okay. yeah, they were just they probably had eighty percent sugar. But they had the giant ones that were three fuck long and when you poured them into your body your body would convulse immediately because you just sucked the whole pound of sugar back yeah yeah no i do remember those and um i always remember bazooka gum do you remember bazooka gum yep. you know it would have the comic book and you know you'd open the, this little square piece of gum and it'd have the comic book to it and you know you'd read the little little comic book you know on bazooka joe and then you chew this bright pink gum and it was the hardest thing to chew to get it to be soft and more, more it, was, <laughs> oh, it was so nasty how about cracker jack do you remember cracker jack yep how about fun dip right fun dip fun dip what, what is that explain that one where you had like a uh, a sweet tart like a long finger and you'd have two different sides of the fun dip and it was again pure sugar and you just lick the uh you lick the thing and then you stick it into pure sugar and you suck the pure sugar off the end of the thing and you just keep doing that till you have a have a conniption fit. <laughs> right 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 they were that they were those real oval sticks those long oval sticks and and you yeah and, and you put it in this you dipped it in this this powder mixture I do remember that. Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, of course, there was the chocolate bars. Do you remember the chocolate bars in that era that you that uh, you you would chew on? Probably the arrow bar would the one be the one that came to my mind. Um, there was the uh, oh, Rolo. there was Sweet Marie and uh, O Henry. Do you remember O, o Henry? Yeah. The O Henry bar. And what was most popular was those little wee square. Sponge toffees, again pure sugar. Right, right. Those, I get yeah, those yellow ones. And they were hard as a rock. They were never and soft, and then they stuck to your gums. Because <laughs> cavities in that era were just the, the dentist probably made the most money out of any profession. Because kids would go to the dentist, and they were always having cavities. Right. I know. I know. I did. I mean, I'd be like, oh, yeah, mom went to the dentist, had more cavities. And she goes, well, if you get off the sugar, you know, because um, she knew at that time the stuff was bad. And, and of course, once you go to, you know, your grandma and grandpa's house, you know, your the aunts and uncles would be there and they spoil the shit out of you and they take you to the candy store. Do you remember uh, the fountain pop, the uh, uh, what was it called? The pop shop. It was called the pop shop pop. Do you remember that? They still make that. Do they to this day? Right. Yeah, and again, day. back then, pure sugar pop. It wasn't like your your typical Coke. It was like a real sugary drink, right? So, yeah, no, I remember all those things. Back in those days. No, but hey, did your, did, your grandma, did your grandma have that hard candy in a bowl that you went to get one piece and you ended up taking the whole everything out of the bowl? It all stuck <laughs> together like a lump. Weren't they, yes. like, weren't they candy cane colors? Yeah, they were all different, like, striped colors and stuff, and you could never get one piece. You'd, you know, you'd have to take a chisel and a hammer to get it off. Yeah. And they were sharp as like, glass. 
They're yes. sharp as glass. Yes, they yeah. cut the crap out of the inside of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yes, I do oh. remember that. Yeah, that's kind of like fruitcake. That is the got to be the most <laughs> god awful thing at at anybody could give you at Christmas. It's like, oh look it, they gave us a fruitcake. Cake. Christmas god cake. awful, man. Don't forget the wagon wheels that were the size of a cherry pie. I'm in today's standards. Well, oh now. yeah, the wagon wheels today are terrible. They're 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 they're, they're like. They're like, uh, uh, I don't know, what, what could we give them comparison to size? They're terrible. They're not even the same well, recipe tiny. either. They're tiny. They're tiny. Yeah. Like, they're like the yeah. size of a freaking Oreo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Same thing, yeah. Yeah. But here's the one. Here's the one you guys have got, both have got to agree on. That freaking ham that came in the can with that key. <laughs> that, would, oh, that would sit that would sit in your cupboard for, oh, yeah. for months oh, yeah. that's called spam and you know what in the philippines they live on that shit no no they no no say. this was called cam cam k-a-m and it was right it had to write it on the label and you would have a key and it, you it, you take the key and it, it'd wrap around the top and you'd peel it off and my mom, she used to try to pawn it off me by sticking it with Kraft Dinner, right? She'd fry it up because it tasted god-awful uh, raw. Because what we do is um, we weren't very, you know, we were a very poor family. So we would actually have that, that nasty stuff in our sandwich for lunch at, at school. And, you know, like the kids were always bragging, I got peanut butter and jam and I got a ham sandwich. And what did you got? I got cam. <laughs> And they'd all look at you and go, oh, too bad, you're poor. <laughs> with, the, with, the jelly, with the jellied fat hanging off the side oh. of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was that? Was that off of the pig's butt or what? Like, it was so yeah. nasty. Pretty sure and that was stuff, some sort of excrement. It was so cheap, too. And 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 it would sit in my, my, my mom's cupboards for months. And man, oh man, you, you knew it was a bad night if you're having cam ham and craft dinner. It's like, oh God, right? Yeah, we had, we had this one dish. I have to tell you about this dish. I was telling Jay about it and we called it dog food. And uh, what it was is you, you fry up the hamburger and you throw in a can of vegetable soup in, with the, into the hamburger and you cook it up, it would be the nastiest, greasiest thing that you can imagine. And then they serve it with those nasty, nasty McCain French fries. And I mean, back then we thought that was gourmet dinner, right? But uh, I tried that recently. I don't think I'll ever try it again. Uh, no, that dog food went to uh, Bride Guy's butt. <laughs> I won't be doing that again anytime soon. Oh God, that was awful. Can you remember any other more home remedies, uh, you know, that your 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 parents fixed up for you and you thought was just great, and then today you just say you'd never eat it? I lived on soda biscuit egg. My uh, We didn't have much money either, so my mother would, um, she'd hard boil, you know, 10 eggs, and then she'd take all the, the, the shell off and whatnot. And then you'd take the eggs, and while they're still warm, you'd, you know, grind them all up with a fork put them in a bowl, throw about a pound of butter on them, and then you take a bunch of a premium plus soda biscuits, 
and you scrunch them all up in your hand until you can make a big pound of them, a big mound of them in that bowl. Then you then you mix it all together and then you throw some pepper on top and uh, it's called soda biscuit egg. It, it's it, it we were raised on that. Interesting. I I can say that I've never heard that. How about you, Jay? Any uh, concoctions? Well, I was just thinking about that uh, that uh, canned ham that you were talking about, and every time. It, it, the, the whole the whole thing about it was just disgusting as hell. Not just the taste. When it came out of the can, it kind of went. Yep. You know, and it was just, it would just send a shiver up your spine. Like my mom loved spam. My mom would eat spam right out of the can. <laughs> but I I I to this day I can't eat it. I can't eat it. But my dad used to make this stuff. Um, it was basically hamburger patties cooked in tomato soup because we were dirt poor, right? That'd probably be good. It is good. I even you have it today. I still eat sloppy it joes back then. Sloppy joes. They're, I, they're I never real. liked. I never liked them. No. Wasn't too big no, on I meat. found that, that spicy. It was just, just really was hamburger pepper. and a lot of tomato sauce, a lot of tomato sauce, and, um, you know, throw it on a bun, and the bun would be really soggy by the time you oh, finished yeah. it. I mean, it was like, it was, I wouldn't call it sloppy Joe's, I'd call it nasty Joe's. Yeah, they, I never cared for it. <laughs> Here's a and, good one. How about, how about, speaking about sugar, how about taking toast out of the toaster, putting a whack of butter on it, and then throwing a bunch of cinnamon on it and a bunch of sugar on it and making cinnamon toast. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's that's real healthy. <laughs> wow. Wow. But what I was going to come up with, okay, is Pop-Tarts. You remember the old Pop-Tarts? Oh, yeah. Pop-Tarts, yeah. Just, or we'll call them sugar tarts because they were just loaded with sugar. <laughs> oh my God, they were so loaded with sugar, right? I mean, it was kind of like the cereals back then. All the cereals were loaded with sugar. You had, you had your favorites. I mean, my favorite, and it is till this very day, is Captain Crunch, right? Those sharp little <laughs> cereal you bite into, and you know, um, they're always hard. But there's uh, sugar pops. Um, sugar crisp, I thought that was uh, not that great. Frosted flakes got very soggy, if you remember that one. Um, Lucky charms, oh, I thought that was just nasty. Um, anybody, anybody else think of some other uh, cereals they pop, ate? I was going to say with pop tarts, if you didn't have the setting right on the toaster and you heated them up too much, and the, when they came out black on the on the frosting, then you'd take a big bite of the thing and then you'd end up giving the roof of your mouth third degree burns <laughs> right right i do remember that i definitely remember that yeah so any other weird cereals you guys had i just remember i just remember you know count chocula and uh you know um alpha oh, alphabet again sugar that ch count chocula was just loaded chocolate and just 
nasty sh- and and it made the milk brown. It's, it was just it was, it was supposed to. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh jeez. Well, you're a yeah, kid. No. You're a kid. You don't care. Kids no, don't have taste that, buds. Right. 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 Exactly. So no, there's a there's a lot of nasty cereals I had back a, then. I actually I actually bought my daughter a box of Frankenberry I found down here in the states, and oh, I had a bowl geez. of it, and and I holy I had to spit it out, <laughs> like it hurt my teeth. I can't oh, believe I used to eat that stuff. Frankenberry. I can't believe it. I can't believe I used to eat that stuff. My yeah, kid just no, loved it. Wasn't there a goddamn cartoon with the Frankenberry? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There was the uh, yeah, yeah Frankenberry and Count Chocula and Boo Berry and. Uh, I remember how all about, them, man. I used how to about slurp that. The one back. that would talk to you, Rice Krispies. You would you put your ear. You'd put your ear to the. You'd put your ear to the bowl. You know, half of the times, you know, your brother would. You know, push your ear into the bowl, oh, yeah. you know, and you get milk all over you. And go, I'm trying to listen. I want to listen, Chad. I want to listen to the Rice Krispies. And you push your head into the bowl, right? You know, yeah, I remember that very well. Yeah, snap, crackle, crackle, pop. I hated that. The only thing that was missing in Rice Krispies was the half a was the half a gallon of syrup I would pour onto the thing before I ate it. On Rice Krispies. Syrup? Yep, and, and shreddies. Oh, shreddies. That was... the, do you remember do you remember that stuff? Uh, what was it called? Shredded wheat? Yeah. Oh god. That came yeah, that was... came in like a log. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, it, and you'd be eating it, and stu- it would get stuck on you... the top of uh, inside the top always... of your mouth. And you, I always you knew pe- how you had to I... peel it. <laughs> I always knew how a horse felt. I always knew how a horse felt eating that stuff. I used to drown all that. I used to drown all that stuff with syrup, like just pounds of syrup. I bet the dentist loved you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, When you think about it, we should all be diabetics today from that because it's the amount of sugar that was poured into our bodies from some of those nasty cereals that were just loaded, like just overloaded with sugar. I know, is... man, but it was the it was offset by the lead paint in the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> the lead paint in the house. Or the, or, or the lead painted toys, the Tonka toys. The lead painted toys. What got me was the lead painted baby cribs. Oh no, with no, the no, ex- no. How about with the extra no, no. coat of of lead paint on the on the chew bar? The one that I remember because my stepson had it was that massive, massive metal dump truck. That big yellow one. It was pure the metal. Tonka, the Tonka truck. <laughs> Tonka destroyer. Because if oh, you, I if know. If you got on that thing, you know, because a lot of kids would, you know, they they ride on it, and then it would well, wipe them out. Your knee, you'd put you'd put your knee in it, and you'd yeah push right. You'd just get <laughs> yeah. booking down the road, and of course you'd wipe out. <laughs> yeah, and it was metal. It was just pure metal. It sharpest ends it, going. Oh yeah, the the edges were razor sharp. They'd take your <laughs> limb off if you gave them a chance. <laughs> 
Do you remember? Do you ever stop to think about it? Everything that everything during the '60s and the '70s during our childhoods was designed to kill us. Oh yeah. I mean, look at our look at our playgrounds. Yeah, we're gonna make monkey bars and put it right over concrete. Right, right. Do you remember the um? Do you remember the three wheel? Uh, what was it? That that the big drive, wheel. Drive, the, the big, big wheel. wheel. The I, I had that. Wheel. Oh yeah. The I big wheel. My big wheel, man. I went. I yeah. wore four of them damn things out. You know, and that thing would just wipe, wipe, go around the corner. You could just whip around that thing. And then you go, oh, shit, I missed. And all of a sudden, you go into the cat or the couch. <laughs> how about, how about, how about oh, super sliders? Snow skates. Yeah, those were designed to kill you. The super oh, sliders. Every kid. Red ones. Every kid that got those limped. Yep. <laughs> No doubt. Do you remember the crazy carpets? Do you remember the crazy, the crazy carpets? crazy carpets, yeah. Oh, yeah. The big plastic thing that would, you know, you'd go down on it, and it, and, and it, when you came back up the hill, it was all curled up. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. He caught like 300 miles an hour on the damn thing. Right, right. Yeah. And then the toboggan. Oh, the toboggan. The toboggan. The big nasty heavy <laughs> toboggan you get on that thing right you'd have six oh, people yeah. on it and you're going down and all of a sudden it because it never went straight it always like turned and then uh, you know gravity took its its course and everybody just wiped out on the side of the toboggan at that point they all just went tipping over either to the left or right and it was, and the guy that was at the front of the toboggan, he got the worst because he had that the toboggan curled, and you had to stick your arms underneath it, so you were kind of trapped. So if you got wiped out, your arms got, you kind of went with the toboggan, right? Oh, who got, who oh. got, who got it the worst was the four-year-old you you hit with the toboggan, who got that big. <laughs> Wooden front of the Matterhorn. <laughs> right into the knees. Right into the knees. <laughs> yeah, mom got hit oh. by a toboggan today. That's where the bruising come from the bottom of your knees. <laughs> Which would be the equivalent oh. of getting hit by a car, you know, in this day and age. Oh yeah. Well, those things, those things got flying, right? So Kids I remember the, the worst thing I've ever seen. The worst thing I ever saw, I don't know if you guys know this, but and I don't know if you even, even know what one is, but what they did is they took a bike and they were the, you know, the front of the wheel was, they took that thing off and on the forks, they stuck a ski on it. And basically you were going down on a mountain or on a hill at your mercy because you were flying down on this bike with this, this ski and the ski never stayed straight. So it they go one way and the bike and you always went over ass over tea kettle. I I don't know if it was ever marketed, but I remember that so well. And nobody ever stayed on that thing. Did you guys see anything like uh, that kind of a contraption? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they were. They, I think they were called ski bikes. I think that's what they were. They stuck. They stuck literally a ski where the wheel would be, and it didn't work out well. It didn't work out well at all. So, yeah, we got some great, great things on memory lane, and uh, we're going to do that topic, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, go down memory lane with uh, the gals, 
see what they can remember. Uh, you know, some of their dolls some, and stuff. They had some I'm, creepy shit. Do you remember that? Oh, man. Do you remember that creepy freaking doll that would walk? My <laughs> sister had one. Used to creep the shit right out of it. Well, dolls freak me out anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, held its hands. You held it by oh. its hands and it would walk. And it kind of oh. looked at you with this evil... The eyes would like follow you around. It's just a creepy goddamn thing. It's Sally walk to your death. Whoa. What about these ones? What about for these girls? They would give them that Betty Crocker easy bake oven and they could actually bake a cake. And get, girls are burning <laughs> the shit out of themselves all the time. Oh, With yeah. the light. That light was like a uh, thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Well, it was, well, it was a hundred watt light bulb. Oh, jeez. A hundred well, watt light bulb in an easy bake oven for girls. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how girl. it worked. That's how it worked. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it, it literally could cook a cake in that thing. You can still, you, you know? can still buy them. You can still wow. buy them. Wow. And, and in those yeah. days, they didn't have any precautions. I mean, they were just, you know, just use it until you burn yourself. You know, that's all. Oh, well, absolutely. Well, now there's now there's I don't know how many warnings I, they didn't have warnings on shit when I was a kid. There was none of this uh, eight eight years or 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 up or anything like that. It was like, yeah, here, kid, go play. I think my dad bought me a wood burning kit when I was four years oh, old. Yeah. You know? We we all got <laughs> yeah. one of them. <laughs> yes, we all did. And and the cord was just short enough that was right beside the drapes. It was always oh, beside yeah. the drapes, you know, oh, yeah. and, you know, because the, the, they never gave you a long cord and you would always plug it into the outlet and the outlet was right behind the drapes. And, you ne God forbid, like, I mean, I never set the drapes on fire, but uh, I'm sure there's probably a situation where some kids probably did because that thing got super hot. That was like a that was like a heated iron. Right? It oh, was, yeah. you know, I set my forearm on fire three times. What, with the wood burning kit? Yeah, that thing was dangerous. And, uh, you know, you get one for your birthday and you're four years old. Here, have this wood burning kit. Just don't stick it in your <laughs> eye, you know? Yeah, don't, don't touch and, it. And then you'd always try to burn bugs. You always want to burn bugs with them. Oh, yeah. Right? Or chemistry oh, sets. Chemistry <laughs> sets. There was right, another chemistry. one. Or, or no, 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 no. The how about the uh, microscope? Remember the microscope? Oh, the microscope, yeah, microscope. You'd have and you'd have the little the little lenses and you put to put things in there, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I had a microscope kit. How about the I, mathematics I, kit that had those things that were as sharp as a spear that you could stick in your body and not, you know, they had no no. There were no safety precautions. They used to give you those things in a mathematics kit that, that would make for making circles, and you could you could kill yourself with that thing. Oh, oh the spirograph? The, no, the one. Remember? That, remember, they used to stick a pencil in it, and then you would make a perfect circle. But okay. they were so sharp. They were so sharp, you could stab yourself with it easily. <laughs> I remember. I remember pencil sharpeners. They, they, if you, those things had a blade on them. And you know when you're sh you're sharpening your pencil, and you know those things would just rip that pencil apart. And they had the supers. So it was almost like an exactor blade that was in there. Do you remember those pencil sharpeners back when, guys? 
Hey, you could make a pencil so sharp that you could stick it through a human body, no problem. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Those things were, yeah, those pencils were just like, re oh yeah, I do remember the points on the pencils now. Yes, I do. Yeah, no, that was that's another one. So, okay, well, this has been a great trip down memory lane. We'll definitely do this again. So let's go with the last song of the evening, and then we'll come back with some pylon shoutouts. This is GM Blacktop and his very sad tearjerker ballad called Sunday on Highway Freaks. All I've ever wanted was a chance to sing my songs and help to raise a little boy, teach him right from wrong. Monday I start shifting gears, I bust it all week long. Friday night I hit the stage, and Saturday. I'll do the same But Sunday Is the one day I Try and clear my head Be a dad But can't get out of bed Someday River filled with jukebox tears going in And I'll finally find a way to live again For my Sunday I never tell when I feel bad don't want to cause a scene Popping pills to fix me up Fuels this machine I think it was last Thursday A message left for him Daddy's working Friday night He's singing Saturday again Sunday is the one day I'll try and get out there I miss you, son Please keep me in your prayers Someday Oh, one day Dad will finally find a way to spend Miss you, son. Please keep me in your prayers. 
So uh, another podcast has come and gone. Number 48 is officially history and in the books. But of course, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about some pylon shout outs. We could all shout out for pylon shout outs for our dogs. How's that? Let's do that. I'm going to give a pylon shout out to Bandit. He's been awesome tonight. Uh, He's just sitting here. He's looking at his dad and he's waiting to go outside. So Bandit gets a pylon shout out. Okay, Jay, you can go with yours. <laughs> Seth forgets the Village Idiot Award today. Usually that goes to me, but she taught me. She taught me eating that that bee, that that wasp. Yeah. Kept telling her, don't do it. Don't do it, but don't listen to me. Okay. I'm not and... kidding. I'm not, uh, her whole face was lopsided, man. It was... I just couldn't stop laughing. That's a that's upsetting. For a dog right. to get stung, that's 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 uh <laughs> well what if you got stung in the mouth? I get stung all the time. Okay. Okay. I'm sure you do. GM, you got I a do. dog? What what's your dog's name? I was just gonna say about the lopsided. I used to go out with a girl who had a lopsided face, and every time she took a drink of water, she'd fall over. <laughs> okay. I know there's my a drum roll name, there. My dog's name is Dixie, and she's just a good girl. Okay. All right. So we we did pylon shoutouts for all our dogs tonight. Okay. We'll see you guys next week when we will definitely have another panel we will probably have electric Aaron back the debut the debut of cruising corinne cannot wait for that uh, she's gonna tell you what she's done on a motorcycle and it's not what you think and of course we have power pav he'll be back uh he wasn't on tonight along with birdman bruce and motorhead mark so you guys have a very safe week we'll talk to you soon
black top angel.